Thank you, Tim. Appreciate the opportunity, sir. Uh, tell me about the redistricting, first of all. Uh, what happened to the district that you represent, and, and how did you get moved into this one? We Basically, they had to do the census. Ten years ago, when I came in, it, my district was 25. They changed it to 30. After they redid the census, made sure the numbers were right, they looked down and they pretty much made most of my old district 30 an open seat. That basically helped a larger growth pattern coming in from Gwinnett and Paul. And my seat, basically, I'm, I'm right a half a mile over the Jackson County line. So that pretty much to them made sense to give me that part of Hall County to continuously have me come down where Tommy Benton, Representative Benton, has served graciously for many years. And that's how they pretty much come up with that. And, you know, it was kind of one of those things where I don't look at anything negatively. I look at everything positive because I'm making new friends. But my wife and I, we spend a quarter of the time when we're shopping at Jefferson, when we go to Aldi's and Kroger, our commerce, our Hall County. So we've always been on that bubble of where do we need to go? What do we need? So I'm looking at making new friends and, I have a lot of friends in Jackson County. Got a note from a listener in discussing this earlier. I got a note from a listener. and he, I'm just going to tell you what the listener says. This, this is his characterization, not mine. He says it this way. Yes. Uh, Emery who marches to the beat of a different drum. That is why he was drawn out. What would you say to that? Uh, you know, I don't, I don't make assumptions. I only deal with facts. I march to the beat of a distant drum, Tim, by basically serving the constituents who elect me and do not elect me. That means the constituents of the state of Georgia, and no matter what, when they call 40 hours a week, I'm there to help them with a problem. I marched to a different drum because I didn't need a job. I did not need, basically, the opportunity to move up the ladder to have another job within government. My whole thing is about serving people, serving the county, city, wherever I'm at, and the whole state of Georgia, which I have to say, you know, it's one of those things I'm glad to march to a different beat because I believe in the Constitution and I believe in this great country and state of Georgia. All right, let, let me uh, focus on that for a quick second. You said, I don't need this job, the job that as, as a legislator, it's one you have chosen to seek. Uh, the day job, if you will, as I understand it, uh, poultry sales and logistics. Good Lord, logistics these days and poultry sales. Find me some poultry in a grocery store these days. Uh, forget being a lawmaker for a minute and put on that businessman's hat and tell me what in the world is going on out there. Well, I owned a logistics company, K&D Transportation, for over 30 years. Biggest problem with transportation is when you start, like anything, you start giving away free money and that you and I know it's not free. You have drivers that are out four and five days sometimes making deliveries coming in from California or Chicago. And what happens, they're frustrated and they're like, well, hey, I can make not as much, but close to not even working, just sitting at home. That's been the restaurant, that's been in transportation. So we have a shortage of drivers. And by having a shortage of drivers, it's like I tell people in a snowstorm, your grocery store has product. Well, the warehouse after three days runs out of product. After another three days, the product's not coming into the grocery store nor the warehouse. Now you see empty shelves everywhere. It's almost like that type trickle effect 
it means that we do not have the supply and man. Plus, we have uh, people that can't get the product made because they do not have enough employees that are working at the factories or wherever, cutting meat at the poultry plants. They're always looking for new people to hire. And something, obviously, in Hall County, you know a lot about those poultry plants up there. State Rep. Emory Donahue. Uh, district 30 now, soon to be District 31, running to represent that district, a uh, big chunk of Jackson County in the Georgia legislature. You folks back at it today beneath the Gold Dome, a, a week of budget work last week, uh, and now to get down into the weeds and of crafting and drafting legislation. What might be on your plate? What's on the Emory Donahue agenda legislatively? Well, I'm the, I'm the author of constitutional carry, the original bill in committee is HB2. I'm also the author of the fair tax. That means basically now everybody's had this little awakening that they want to do away with the state income tax. My bill, I've explained over the years basically uh, how it worked. And those are two things I'm going to still work hard on. Of course, you know, I, I look at the whole process. I'm on appropriation, so I have to listen and look at what people are needing. You know, this year we're going to have a lot of things coming up with mental health that we're going to try to make sure that we do not push in a corner, that we can look at it in committee meetings and subcommittee meetings to go over the needs and to try to see where we can help out there. That's pretty much a lot of what we have to look at. But the number one thing that we're elected to do is balance the budget. Since I've been in office, we've been the number one place to do business in this country for eight years. This is my 11th year, and hopefully we'll be there as the ninth year. So these are the things that I need to always make sure I'm thinking about, how to keep Georgia running, how to keep people that want to come here and bring manufacturing jobs, jobs to create for our constituents and the people of Georgia. That's my goal. But number one, we have to balance budget which Washington, I wish, would learn a few <laughs> things from us. State Rep. Emory Dunahoo, I want to circle back. You said you're one of the co-authors of, of House Bill 2, the constitutional carry, uh, as advanced by Governor Brian Kemp came out a few days ago and, and in support of that particular piece of legislation. I mentioned this when that was discussed a couple of weeks ago, that, that we would probably hear some of the same arguments we heard, and I know you were around for some of these, uh, the campus carry, all these horror stories about what's going to happen on our college campuses as people are empowered to, to, to defend themselves, essentially. It's what campus carry would allow. None of that has come to pass, and now we hear some of the same horror stories about constitutional carry. What do you have to say to that? Well, number one, Tim, we have to remember we're speaking about a law-abiding citizen. Over and over, we need to say a law-abiding citizen. The bad guy or the guy with the ill intentions or a thug, as a lot of people, that's what they're called, different nicknames. They never go by the law. They always are going to steal your gun. They're not buying a gun. So what happens is they never abide by the rule. It gives a law-abiding citizen the opportunity by our Constitution to protect themselves and their family without being put under every rule in the book that the criminal doesn't obey. They never obey the rule. And this basically treats a gun as an object. A gun's not a weapon, it's an object. It can do nothing until the intent of the person that picks that object up, then the intent that can make it a weapon of self-defense or a weapon to do bad. And 
Those are the things we have to understand. I've listened to the argument, as you have. How many times have we heard on campus period a law-abiding citizen has shot someone? Plus, we haven't heard 85% of the people in college aren't 21 years or older, so it didn't apply to them. So there's a lot of things that certain parts of the media come out and other people come out. It's all negative about they want to take your rights away, but they never push to stop the criminal. And that's one of the things that I feel it's time to have constitutional carry step forward and and have everybody have that right. Uh, finally, State Rep. Emory Donahue, let's go on this one. I mentioned Governor Kemp and his support of his endorsement of uh, that campus or constitutional carry legislation. A quick question about Governor Kemp and, and Senator David Perdue, of course, the upcoming Republican primary for governor. Uh, are you compelled? Are you going to be compelled to pick a side there? Have you picked a side? You know, they're both friends of mine, uh, Senator Perdue and the governor. The governor, one thing I like is his transparency. And I have come out basically supporting Governor Kemp from the start when he ran four years ago. And the reason was if I needed to text him or if I had to call him, guess what? He answers the phone. He texts back. We have a conversation. We don't agree on everything. And we shouldn't because he has a different mindset. I have a different mindset. So we have to understand that. Sometimes we agree to disagree, but the goal is to negotiate and work down the path of what's right for Georgia. Um, Purdue, Senator Purdue, has been a great businessman over the years he came in. I think he did a good job in Washington, but I've already been watching Governor Kemp work for four years, and he has an agenda that he has come through with. He's always kept that in the mind thought process of moving forward. But we had a little thing jumped in here. You might have heard of it, Tim. It's called COVID. <laughs> with that COVID word, it's kind of funny how all of a sudden you still have to govern while you're running for office. And that's kind of one of the things that we have to give the benefit of the doubt. Eight years, we've been the number one place to do business. That says a lot about leadership. Governor Deal was here and Governor Kent. So there's a lot of things that we look at. And I think Governor Kemp has done an outstanding job. I look forward to serving with him another four years. But, you know, I'm here to represent the state of Georgia. And so would I, represent, if, if elected in District 31, a big chunk of Jackson County, District 30, uh, Hall County, now yes. State Rep. Emory Donahue. Best of luck out there. Best of luck with the rest of the session and the campaign. And thanks for your time this morning. Thank you, sir, as always. Take care and have a great day.